So John gets out of his van on a Friday night, 5 p.m., same thing he's done for the past 20 years of doing manual work. He's bored, he's fed up, yet he doesn't know what to do to change his life. He's not happy in his marriage, he's not happy with his friends, he has work banter that he feels stressful. He's just fallen into the trap of being influenced by the people around him in his life. And he looks back and thinks, what the hell have I been doing? I don't know how to get out of this trap. <clears throat> I'm in a really tricky situation. I'm only trained in one area of my life. So what can I do? And he's got no idea. And I think this is a situation that most of us find ourselves in at some point in our life. We want to change and we do not know the first step. So what does he do? He decides to go to the magazine store around the corner on Saturday morning. And rather than buying the normal sports paper where he reads about his sports team, he decides to have a look at different areas. So he goes and sees a trail running magazine. He sees a philosophy magazine. He sees a psychology magazine. He's looking all through it all and he's thinking, it's all a bit boring really, isn't it? So he leaves the store and he thinks, right, I'm going to go to Waterstones and just see what they've got. Now, he doesn't really read books, but he is desperate for a change. So what does he do? Goes to Waterstones. Walks around and he's like, no, this isn't for me either. So again, he's taken two necessary steps towards changing. He's trying to do something new, the first one. He goes in, doesn't work for him. Second time, he tries something else, doesn't work for him. So what do most people do in this situation? They go back, buy the sports paper and think, oh, it's just too difficult. But John, what did he do? Well, he decided to give it one more chance. So what did he do? He decided to go clothes shopping. And he was like, yeah, no, maybe like, maybe I need a new style. Maybe something, something different can change. So anyway, he goes into this store, gets talking to one of the girls working there. She helps him buy this new shirt. While he's in dialogue with her, she mentions that she'd just been to this recent art gallery. It's about an hour away, but it's amazing because of blah, 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 blah. And, and John's like, do you know what? I'm just going to book and go. Why not? What else am I doing today? So he puts his new shirt on, gets in his car, drives an hour, gets to this art gallery. He's got no idea what he's looking at. Like most people that don't know anything about art, they just think, I, I don't know what I'm looking at. As he walks in, would you like the guided tour? He's like, God for that. At least, at least someone can teach me something or show me something about it. Anyway, he goes on this tour. He's quite bored. And then, you know, three quarters of the way through, he's about to give up. And then all of a sudden, there's a piece of artwork there that resonates with him. And this is a peculiar feeling for John because he's never felt like this before. You know, he would be described as a man's man, a lad's lad, you know, watching the football, going for beers. All of a sudden he's in an art gallery. All of a sudden he's intrigued by something. He looks at this picture and he can't quite work out what he likes about it. And it's a picture that depicts reality, which if you're into art, Artwork is a depiction of truth. And he looks at this, this famous painting or this famous picture. If you recall the image, I think it fits in, I think it's in the 1920s in America in New York where you've got the people sat on the scaffolding with no protective gearing. And it makes him think, hang on a minute, these guys used to do a really dangerous job, eating their sandwiches, eating their food, and they didn't care because that's what was accepted at their part of their life. Now here he is in modern day, doing his job, feeling the shackles of life. You've got to do this every day. You've got to do that every day. And he's thinking to himself, Jesus Christ, no wonder I'm miserable. No wonder my life's gone this way. It's all red tape. It's all ridiculous. And it's not me. 
When he was younger, he was an aspiring musician. He used to play the electric guitar, used to have a cool haircut. Now here he is 20 years later and he's like, what the hell has happened to me? What the hell has happened to me? And he thinks society's happened to me. This is what's happened. So what does he do? Decides to take his shackles off. He's like, do you know what? I'm just gonna go and I'm just gonna spank some cash and I'm gonna buy myself my electric guitar and I'm just gonna get back into it because why not? You see, the catalyst for change in our life can come at any point. A moment of inspiration can come at any point. But I tell you where it definitely does not come from. Moments of inspiration do not come from the monotony of your day-to-day life. They do not come around when you make the same choices every single day. And that's the point of this story. The point of this story is to do anything different. Buy a different magazine. Go to a different store and buy a different outfit. Speak to someone you've not spoken to before and listen, because what you'll find is that their perspective is different to yours. You see, as a younger coach, what I used to do is have confirmation bias. I used to look for the reasons why what I was saying was right. It's the wrong thing to do because you become entrenched in your own thinking and you become bored of your own words. A better way is to listen to people, look for inspiration. Why does this person dress this way? Why is this person going to this art gallery? What is going on? There has to be a reason for this. And that closed-mindedness about change and about development just dissipates in front of your eyes. And that's the story about John. And that's the story about all of us. We are all John at some point in our life, aren't we? I mean, think about that for a second. You feel trapped. You don't know what to do to change. You've got the same friendship group for the past 20 years. There's no progression there. And you think, what am I doing? You've got the banter, you've got the football, you've got the laughs, but where does that get you? The same thing every day, the shackles of life with no development in it. So the point of this story today, just go and do something different. Go and buy a book, go into a bookstore, go into a magazine store, go into a different store. And what you'll find is that your life begins to change. I'm currently up in London at the moment, seeing, uh, seeing a good friend of mine, he's uh, an NHS doctor. And actually this is quite cool because on his wall, his house, he's got his progression from being like his first sort of card being a doctor in the UK. And it just, you know, he's got some family photos there. His name's Dr. Pocket Square on Instagram. You should follow this guy, he's, he's inspiring and I, I just love him to bits. So I'm up, at, I'm up at Neil's place at the moment. And yesterday we woke up and I was like, come on, Come on, we gotta go, we gotta go. Let's go to an art gallery. And we went to the Rodin exhibition at the Tate Modern. Um, I'm not really into sculpting, but I was like, okay, let's, let's go and have a go. And I'll tell you, what did I learn? There's a, a famous Rodin sculptor, sculpting, sorry, called The Philosopher, which is basically a guy sat down thinking. But when you see this live, it is amazing. So we saw one of the, I think one of the, one of the casts that they made the bronze, sta- um, the bronze final version out of. So we saw the cast, but what was interesting is that when you're looking at it, the whole body is focused on thinking. His feet are clenched, his hands are clenched, his, ha- his head's clenched. Uh, everything about him is clenched because he's deep in thought. And that got me thinking that Rodin must have been self-expressing how he feels in his life, because why else would he have created that? And that was fascinating. It's like you're looking at a sculptor of a thinker or a philosopher and it makes you think because you're looking at someone else thinking. And I loved it. I thought that was, 
yeah, it got me, it just got me thinking and it got me and it, no, it's just something nice to do, isn't it? So I'd recommend going to the Rodan exhibition anyway, because it's awesome. If you do not live near London, then try and find an art gallery or something near you that you can give it a go. And I'll catch you guys next time.